Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last week's 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that our God is a God of order. The second reading shows that we are not rehabilitated We are new creations. The gospel reveals that Jesus can calm any storm in our lives. This week, ask the Lord to reveal to you what he wants you to do. Be specific. Ask his guidance about your role as a child, spouse, parent, widow, or leader. Look at the people in your family school, or work, and see whether you are part of a storm in their lives. Submit to Jesus' guidance, and he will heal the storm in your life. 
Deacon Ken answered this. He wants me to be a teacher of men's spirituality and morality. I see myself as a person who tries to calm the storm in other people's lives through the healing power of the Holy Spirit. I become a storm in my family's life when I become legalistic and pharisaical, critical. I answer that. He wants me to keep in touch with those in my life. My role as a widow, mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, friend, is to show my love through cards, notes, phone calls, thinking of them and praying night and day for them. An application I had from a book dated 1993 to 2000, I am part of a the storm in Ken's life by withholding physical love, not accepting Ken's limited way of loving me and letting God love me more. I am going to submit to God's guidance in this area. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? From what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? I answer this, God sets limits for us and stills the proud, and we are a new creation when we live for God and others. And I calm the storms in my life by calling upon his spirit within me and speaking directly to the problem. My application, live for others by dying to myself daily. Live for Christ by being loving, kind, patient, joyful, faithful, gentle, generous, peaceful, and having self-control. This week is the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 5, 21 to 43, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Now, when Jesus had crossed back to the other side again in the boat, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the lake. One of the officials of the synagogue, a man named Jairus, came near. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and made his earnest appeal. My little daughter is critically ill. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she may get well and live. The two went off together and a large crowd followed, pushing against Jesus. There was a woman in the area who had been afflicted with a hemorrhage for a dozen years she had received treatment at the hands of doctors of every sort and exhausted her savings in the process, yet she got no relief. On the contrary, she only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and put her hand to his cloak. If I just touch his clothing, she thought, I shall get well. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. And the feeling that she was cured of her affliction ran through her whole body. Jesus was conscious at once that healing power had gone out from him. Wheeling about in the crowd, he began to ask, who touched my clothing? His disciples said to him, you can see how the crowd hems you in, yet you ask, who touched me? Despite this, he kept looking around to see the woman who had done it. Fearful and, be, and beginning, beginning to tremble, now she, as she realized what had happened, the woman came and fell in front of him 
and told them the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, it is your faith that has cured you. Go in peace and be free of this illness. He had just, he had not finished speaking when people from the official's house arrived at saying, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher further? Jesus disregarded the report that had been brought and said to the official, fear is useless. What is needed is trust. He would not permit anyone to follow him except Peter, James, and James's brother, John. As they approached the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus was struck at, by the noise of people wailing and crying loudly on all sides. He entered and said to them, why do you make this din with your wailing? The child is not dead. She is asleep. At this, they began to ridicule him. Then he put them all out. Jesus took the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child lay. Taking her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. The girl, a child of 12, stood up immediately and began to walk around. At this, the family's astonishment knew no bounds. He enjoined them strictly not to let anyone know about it and told them to give her something to eat. The word of the Lord. Questions. As a large crowd gathered around Jesus, who came forward? Jairus, one of the officials of the synagogue. What did he do upon seeing Jesus? He fell at his feet. Mark 5, 21 to 23. What did he say would happen to his daughter if Jesus laid hands on her? She may get well and live. And when Jesus went off with him, who followed them? A large crowd. What happened to the woman afflicted? How did she suffer and was she helped by the doctors? She had been afflicted with a hemorrhage for a dozen years. She had received treatment at the hands of doctors of every sort and exhausted her savings in the process. She got no relief. On the contrary, she only grew worse. After doing what three things do you give the doctor's place? Sirach 38, 9 to 12. One, pray to God and he will heal you. Two, flee wickedness. Let your hands be just. Cleanse your heart of every sin. Three, Offer your sweet-smelling oblation and petition, a rich offering according to your means. When the woman with the hemorrhage heard about Jesus, what did she do and what did she say? She came up behind him in the crowd and put her hand to his cloak, saying, if I just touch his clothing, she thought, I shall get well. What immediately happened to the woman when she touched Jesus? Her flow of blood dried up, and the feeling that she was cured of her affliction ran through her whole body. What did Jesus ask when he was aware that power had gone out of him? Who touched my clothing? How did the woman approach Jesus? She fell in front of him. And what did he say saved her? Her faith. Mark 5, 31 to 34. How his personal how has your faith saved you? Deacon can answer that in the book, one of his old books. 
I am still alive, still preaching, still teaching. Praise my loving God. And I answered, but I recently felt like I was coming down with a cold and I checked to see if there was any anger or unforgiveness going on, but there wasn't any. I know I belong to the Lord and he has given me power over the enemy. So I rebuked the spirit and quoted 1 John 4, 4. You belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I never got sick. That has happened on other occasions also. What happened while Jesus was still speaking? People arrived saying, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher further? Disregarding the message, what did Jesus tell the synagogue official? Fear is useless. What is needed is trust. Mark 5, 35 to 36. Whom did Jesus allow to accompany him inside? Peter, James, and Peter's brother, John. How were the people acting, wailing and crying loudly? And what did Jesus say to them? Why do you make this din with your wailing? The child is not dead. She is asleep. How did the people react to Jesus? They began to ridicule him and putting them out. Whom did he take in with him? The child's father and mother and his own companions. Mark 5:40. What did Jesus do and say to the child? And what was the girl's response? He took her by the hand and said, Talitha whom, which means little girl, get up. She stood up immediately and began to walk. About what did Jesus give strict daughters? Not to let anyone know about it. And what did he tell them to do for the girl? Give her something to eat. A personal. How do you see touching as having a healing effect on those around you? Deacon can answer that. It brings a sense of intimacy, belonging, and healing. I see it as having a tremendous effect on those in need of prayer and ministry. It is connecting with God, the healer, and the healed. And I answer that, can love to be touched? I remember the times I would just hold him in my arms when he was hurting and how healing that was for him. I was recently at my granddaughter's graduation party and my grandson's girlfriend came over to me and said, I want to give you a hug. That startled me, but I felt special and loved when she did it. We'll go into the Psalm. Let us read and meditate on Psalm 32, 4 to 6 and 11 to 13. I will extol you, O Lord, for you draw me clear and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You reserved me from among those going down into the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger lasts but a moment, a lifetime his goodwill. At nightfall, weeping enters in, but with the dawn rejoicing. Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You changed my mourning into dancing. You took off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. 
that my soul might sing praise to you without ceasing. O Lord, my God, forever will I give you thanks. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, at nightfall, weeping enters in, but with the dawn rejoicing. His application, the pain that is so terrible at night when you are alone is turned to joy when you allow Christ to enter into your pain. He answered in another book, divine anger lasts but a moment. His application, I will not allow my anger to remain no longer than a few moments. And I answer that. When I put on my praise tape, the Lord changes my mourning into gladness and thanksgiving. Whenever I start to feel depressed, all I have to do is put on a praise tape and sing his praises. And it changes my focus from myself and my feeling down to thinking about my Lord and turns me from sorrow to gladness and thanksgiving for all he has done in my life, all he is doing now and all he has in store for me. He makes himself present to me. Thank you, Jesus. The commentary. In today's gospel, there are all the elements of tragedy and hope. The passage begins with Jesus being confronted by a ruler of the local synagogue named Jairus. Many synagogue rulers had close ties with the Pharisees. It was very likely that calling on Jesus' Jesus's help was not supported very much by Jairus' peers. To bow before Jesus in front of all those Jewish people was a daring act of respect and worship on Jairus's part. When his daughter fell ill, something happened to him and he thought of Jesus. His prejudices were forgotten. He must, he must have regarded Jesus as an outsider, as one to whom the synagogue doors were closed. His dignity was forgotten. He, the ruler of the synagogue, came and threw himself at the feet of Jesus. His pride was forgotten. This was a man who forgot everything except that he wanted the help of Jesus. We see a woman with an incurable condition desperately reach out and touching Jesus. Her disorder caused her to bleed constantly, which would have made her ritually unclean. Leviticus 15, 25 to 27. She knew her bleeding would cause Jesus to be unclean, according to the Jewish law. If she touched him, still she reached out by faith and was healed. Many times we feel our problems keep us from being close to God, but he is always present and ready to help us. We should never let our fear keep us from reaching out to him. Jesus said her faith caused the cure. Jairus' faith caused him to seek out Jesus for his daughter. His faith caused his daughter's cure. Genuine faith involves action. Faith that is not put into action is no faith at all. In the application for this week, the first reading tells us that God does not make junk. The second reading shows us that our actions speak louder than words. The gospel reveals God's presence in all situations. 
this week by your action show that it is it is what you really believe. Look for specific ways to be humble to your family, like the ruler in the synagogue. Make a decision to put your family members' interests before your own. Share the good news of the gospel with each member of your family. Love one another as he loves you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for teaching us today about the healing and the trusting you and your healing power over us. We thank you, Lord. We know that it is by our faith and believe in what you say that we will be healed. We thank you for that and thank you for your teaching today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.